Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody. Welcome in to Lorena McNary Live presents Tuesdays with Michael Farmer. And as you know, Michael Farmer is our personal show's um, spiritual personal coach, guru, and he is very well able and qualified to be that. And hopefully you've been listening to the show week after week for the last few months and have invited others to listen to the archives. And today is one of those shows that I've been trying to get Michael to talk about for the last four weeks, but of course, you know, Michael, he's going to knuckle until he's ready to go. So I can have a fun today. We will be talking about uh, so immediate obedience, right, Michael? Uh, no, we're not going to be talking about immediate obedience. That's that's probably going to be a little, little later on. So we're going to talk about, and hopefully wrap up on today, this segment on, on obedience, is the okay. expedience of obedience. Remember we talked about that right. before we left last week? Right, expediency of obedience. Uh-huh. So <laughs> we're going to talk about this. I, I actually had an opportunity to minister this message probably almost 10 years ago when God first gave it to me, but, of course, I made a, a, a lesson out of it. And it it has really been something that I I chew on. He is and he comes revealing he comes revealing to me things about this topic of expediency, especially when it deals with the body of Christ. But that's what that's what we're going to talk about today. And 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 today I'm I'm just going to operate in in my full element on today. Uh, when when God called me into ministry, and He said that He ordained me a prophet unto the nations. Years later, he when he gave me my assignment to do, the, I have four commands of my assignment, and that is to say what he says, to do what he does, to bless whom he bless, and to curse whom he curse. So, okay. so I'm 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 going to be operating in that today. So is I'm you know it's not going to be a whole lot of uh, outlines or anything I'll be speaking from, but I'm really going to come from my heart today because this topic has been really near near and dear to me. Uh, concerning the body of Christ, and I, I know He has made me a minister to the body of Christ, not just a, you know a, a particular congregation, but to the body of Christ. So, okay. with that said, uh, you have anything that you want to uh, interject, Loretta, before we get into the meat of this? <laughs> Only the warning <laughs> that you gave me. I want to tell everybody He warned me. And hopefully it wasn't a personal warning, but it was just an at-large warning, and that was to make sure that I had my corns on my feet protected because he was going to step on his toes. <laughs> and I kind of recited to him, I don't have any corns on my toes, but I am going to put my shoes on. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm ready. So, so, so whatever it is you got to do to make preparation, but no, it, it's not. It's not always. You know, when you know you can you can correct someone without damaging them. Uh, just like we go to the dentist or to the orthodontist and we get our teeth corrected. And, and then they're going to inflict a little bit of pain and discomfort on you. But you know at, at the end of how many ever long they tell you that you have to wear these braces, you know, squeezing your squeezing your bones together practically where it is, <laughs> uh, then you, you, you know that you, you there's a desired result that you want to see from those braces being on your teeth. Well, that's that's what I do. I I do correction, but it's uh, it's never to uh, inflict pain or to cause discomfort. But it it is to cause tension to the point where you change. So 
with that said, let's get into it. Now, of course, with the past three weeks, we've talked about the effects of obedience. Today, we're going to talk about the expediency of obedience. I like to just say expedience of obedience because it just rhymes, and I, I got this, I, I got this Johnny Cochran fervor going today, so it, it has to rhyme. So it's the expedience of obedience. Okay. <laughs> so. With that said, the, the word expedient, and I've always thought I knew what it meant until God dropped it on me about 10 years ago, and and that's what he said. He said, it is expedient that you be obedient. So, of course, I looked at, you know, when you speak things to me, that's it, a prompt for me to go and research it and, you know, and to talk about it and, and to deal with it. And I actually went to uh, John 16, so we're going to start there today. And that's where uh-huh. Jesus is talking to his disciples, and uh, he's about to uh, go away. And, of course, you know, they don't want to see him go. And But here are some things that he, that he wants to uh, to tell them. And, and, and this is actually causing them some, some uh, pain and discomfort. Well, you know, some of them are back up. Uh, go to verse 5, John 16 and 5. Okay. And this is Jesus talking to his disciples. He, he's, he's preparing them for his departure. So you got to think, they, they've been with him for three years. They've done everything with them. They went out and they've cast out devils, and they came back and they fired, and Jesus has been there with them. And now he's dropping his bomb on them about um, it's time for him to leave. And verse 5 says, but now I go my way to him that sent me. And I'll read from the King James Version right now. And none of you ask me whether thou goest. But because I have said these things unto you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart... I will send him unto you. Uh, Drop down to verse uh, 13. Well, look at verse 12. He says, I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. Albeit, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, he shall receive of mine, and shall show it unto you. All things that the Father hath are mine, therefore I say it, that he shall take of mine, and shall show it unto you. So this is Jesus kind of setting, uh, setting the house in order, so to speak, before he gets ready. Um, he knows that his, his departure is at hand, and he knows what uh, his method of departure has to be, and it has to be the way of the cross. But in verse 7, he says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth, that it is expedient for you. He didn't say it was expedient for him. He said, Mm -hmm. it is expedient for you that I go away. Why? For or because if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. So the words uh, in this context, in the Greek, come from a Greek word which says sumphero in the Numbers 4851. And it means to bear together. To B-E-A-R, to bear together. It also means to contribute 
most people think it just talks about being, talking about uh, something being advantageous or something being profitable or something being beneficial. That's the underlying context of it. Mm-hmm. The main context of that word is to bear together. That means that we are in this together, but the benefit is going to be on you. I'm going to do the dying on the cross, and you're going to reap all these benefits. And not only that, I'm going to give you somebody just like me that's going to abide with you forever, not just the three years you've been with me. So he's he's letting them know that we're in this together. Mm -hmm. I'm the the Christ or the Messiah, and you are my disciples, and I'm training you to go forth into the world and make disciples of all nations, and I want you to propagate the same message that I'm giving to you today. So when something is expedient, it is not just beneficial for the giver. It is always beneficial for everybody involved. Hmm. Case in point, my, like my pastor, who is Dr. Sammy Holloway with Breath of Life Christian Center, he heeded the call to, uh, to ministry over right at, uh, a little over 30 years now, and his obedience did what? By him being obedient to what God gave him to do has now brought me to the point where I am today. Hmm. So it was expedient for him that he heed the call to the gospel ministry over 30 years ago. Why? Because, and, and I'm not the only one. I'm just using this as an example because I don't know who else right. I'm to see from. <laughs> I can talk to me personally. But I, I, I know overall he's, he's affected a lot of people. For instance, another example, what myself and you are doing today is not expedient for us. It's expedient for, for the ones who are listening to us. Most of what I'm most of what I'm giving you on today, I it, I, I have had a chance to meditate on it and chew on it and study it and analyze it and take it back and forth and break it down and put it back together, so I can so it can be more advantageous for you once you when when it gets to you it's it's in a part where you can digest it really almost like. Uh, the smoothie machine or the blender. You can put all these fruits up and you can grind them all together or you can sit there mm-hmm. and you can eat eight different separate pieces of fruit or I can just make it all together in one drink where you can just gulp it down in no time. Well, well that, that's what I enjoy doing. I okay. enjoy going in and, and extracting all the nutrients from from the word so I can not, for me, just to grow on. I'm, I'm going to grow by it, but then get out and take that same meat and impart to others so they can grow by it. That's what it means when something is expedient. Well, the expediency of something, like if if Loretta wasn't obedient to what God called, told her to do concerning this show years ago, then I never could be the beneficiary of it today. Wow. See what I'm saying, Loretta? Wow. Yeah, wow. So... So, so, so the point I want to get across, not just but to myself and to you and also to the other listeners on today, is that your obedience affects so many other people. There's no telling what by you being obedient to what God has instructed you to do, how that's going to benefit somebody else, and that's the mindset that we have to get as members of the body of Christ, and and that mindset is 
is almost absent. We we are so selfish when it comes to Christianity these days. It's, it's, it's an oxymoron to be selfish and a Christian. Mm. So so that so that's what the admonishment is going to be about today. And with that said, let's turn over to Romans. No, I'm sorry. Make it First Corinthians chapter twelve. Think about another set of gifts. So Jesus said, you know, even though I, I know sorrow has filled your heart, and and yet you you all having to ask me where where I'm going. He said, but it's expedient for you that I go away. He said, because if I don't go away, I can't send you the comforter. I can't send you this paraclete who is going to be with you all the way into eternity. Mm-hmm. So, have you made it there yet? I'm 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 writing, so I'm not going there. I'm just okay. Writing. I'm taking okay. Okay. Well, okay. Well, well, well <laughs> but you have to go there. Chapter twelve. First Corinthians twelve, and I, you know something. I'm, I'm going to read this from another version because it it, it blessed me. It, it blessed me so. And, okay. and it, it's the and, and it's the New Living Translation, and I I really like this when I do just reading and I study. And First uh, Corinthians twelve, and it talks about uh, the body of Christ being a body. So I, I want you all to listen intently. You you have to listen intently on this. And you can follow along in the King James if you don't have it, because we'll, if you'll follow along with you, you'll still be in the same spot. And I'll call the verses out so you know where we meant to break. Verse 12, the human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. You need That's, that's one thing I want you to get. So it is mm-hmm. with the body of Christ. It says we are what? Many parts. members, many parts. Mm-hmm. We say members, but he said parts. I think member kind of waters it down because we think about membership. When he says member, he's talking about an individual part of your body. So the human mm-hmm. body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free. But we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. And and that's what that's another realization that we have come to. We all have the same Holy Spirit. I don't have a different Holy Spirit from what you have. And we hear people talking in that context all the time. Two Christians talking, mm-hmm. and they talking about like they got two totally distinct Holy Spirits on the inside of them. <laughs> no. No, you have you have one. You have the exact same Holy Spirit that Jesus just talked about to his disciples. That was going to come and abide with us forever. And he's going to guide us into all truth. He and when he came, he was not going to speak of himself, but he was going to speak the thing that Jesus gave him to speak. And Jesus is not going to speak of himself. He's going to speak the thing that the Father gives him to speak. So when the Holy Spirit speaks, that means we get wisdom directly from God, and we choose to disobey what he says. And we wonder why things don't go the way we plan them. Okay, so much for that. Now let me finish reading. Okay. It says, so it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, and this is, of course, this is Paul talking in the writing in the times which he was living. Some are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free, but we have all been baptized into one body, by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. 
If the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I am not a hand, that, that does not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? If the whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. Wow. So so just, just chew on that. Our body, which is now he's, he's talking naturally and spiritually at the same time here. Our mm-hmm. bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. That's the physical body and the spiritual body. Right. How strange a body would it be had it only one part? Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The hand can say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. Mm-hmm. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that they should not be seen. And I'm quite sure a lot of, a lot of people can identify with that. <laughs> While the more honorable parts do not require this special care, so, so God, so, so he's parallel with this, so God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. If one part is honored, all the parts are glad. If one part is honored, all the parts are glad. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. Not, and and most people quote this, this verse a whole lot out of the King James, that we are a body but individual members. No, you are you a body and a part. Not mm-hmm. but you that we're body and we are members in particular. That's what the King James Version says. So you so you can never try to separate yourself from somebody else who call who says that they that they're a Christian. You can't do that. I don't care how many denominations we have out there. I don't care how many fellowships and conferences and seminars where we have that we are all one body. And when one person screws up in the body of Christ, guess what? We all suffer for it. Right, that's true. When when you know when the when somebody in the body of Christ is honored, we're all honored along with that with, with that person. So that's the mindset that we need to begin to have that I am a part of the body. And it is expedient for me that I do what God has put me in the body to do and do it with the best of my ability and to do it with fervor and to do it with honor. As unto God and also unto the other members who are part of this body. Now, I'm not going to read the other. There's some other things that talks about all some of the gifts and parts he put in the body. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to read that right now because I, I, I want us to really, really just, really just meditate on what we just covered here. 
There's a starting in verse 22 that says, in fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And, of course, we, we've all found that out when you when you hurt that baby toe, man. You, it, <laughs> it, it, it just about hobbles the whole body. <laughs> we know That's that right. that's there for, for balance. Pronounce and pain. You still have the same pain as pain. So if it's the big toe or the little toe or the ankle or the knee, when it hurts, that little toe causes, you know, that discomfort too. So that's a great point. And I use that a lot too. And we've used it on this show many times too, talking about, you know, that there's every part. We've said this many times. All of us are important. There's no little people, you know, or less needed. Just And then we use that little toe scenario. So I'm glad. And it's so funny because this morning when I posted, I said it was I was like posting early this morning because I just felt like I was, it was just in my spirit to post. And I said something about dreams and that when you, your dreams don't ever die, they they are alive in your heart even when you push them back. As long as your heart beats, your dreams are there. I said until your heart stops. And then I said that's selfish though. If you don't, if you die with your dreams, you are so selfish. And my point yeah. was exactly what we're talking today. And you already mentioned the word selfish about us not being obedient because we do, and you said that it affects so many other people. People will never even know how we affect it until, you know, the by and by, as the old saints say. So it's so funny that we're on the same page again without even knowing it. But I I was just like, you know, people say, well, and I said also that dreams are connected to your purpose, and your purpose is ministry. So what are you really saying no to when you said, I can't do it right now or I'm not going to do it? You're saying no to ministry is what my point was. So, and I hope whoever it was for got it because I hear it all. Well, I can't do it now because I got to wait. Or I got to wait to the children, or I don't have any money, or all these things. So that's crazy. If you if if you are talking about the God that I know, who says nothing is impossible for Him, but then we'll say that's kind of so. Why well, I got to wait? I can't do it. That is, that is so true. I mean, don't, I, I remember uh, Miles Monroe years ago when I was a young Christian. I remember reading this book. Uh, I think it was called Walking in Purpose. Mm-hmm. Very popular book during that time, Miles Monroe, and I remember him saying that uh, that the uh, that the that the graveyard or the cemetery is one of the most valuable places because so many people die with so much treasure on the inside of them mm-hmm. that was, that was never tapped into, and and you know for whether it's fear, you know whether it's you know intimidation or. And for the most part, it's fear that stops people from launching out. Yeah, it is. I don't care what people call it. You're afraid. And it's a trust factor is that you're not really trusting God. You keep trusting in yourself, and you feel like on your own you can do it. Well, no. That's why we have God. That's why we need him. <laughs> and that is, and that's true. Now, uh, now there's another scripture I want to read with what we're talking about now, and it's down in Hebrews 12. And this, and this also is still on the topic of, Something being expedient uh, or profitable or beneficial for you. And, of course, it's, I'm going to go ahead and read verse 1. I'm reading out of King James again. Okay. It, it says, Wherefore, sin, we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and descend which, so easy, which, which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, 
looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. So with that said, don't, you know, when you feel like giving up or feel like throwing in the towel or waving the white flag or whatever cliche you can come up with, with giving up or quitting, think about what Jesus did. He could have easily come down off of the cross. He could have easily, as he told them, summoned a legion, a legion of angels to rescue him for what he needed to do. But no, he he endured all of that for us. He didn't do that for him. It was, it was expedient that he do that. I mean, we were in that together. We were bearing that together. So he's contributed. Now it's time for us to contribute. So he's finished. When, when he said it is finished, that's what he meant. He was there to admit it is finished. I'm, I'm through. I'm done. My work is done. And now the Holy Spirit is now in the earth, and he and he just he just took the baton from Jesus, and he's now doing the work. So think about that when so so remember the Holy Spirit is is the God that is ordained in the earth today, and He is the God for the body of Christ for which we are all a part. We like to say members, but just think yourself as a part, as a part. Okay, drop, we're going to drop down to verse number seven. Okay. No, verse number six. No, verse number five. <laughs> and if it and and ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaking unto you as children, my son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. So he said, you know, don't don't re- reject God when he's trying to correct you. Or, or or don't faint when you were being rebuked of him or being corrected, and that also means corrected. Look at verse 6. It's, for whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If you endure chastening, God dealeth with you as sons. Of what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not? But if you be without chastisement or correction, for of all are partakers, then you are bastards and not sons. I mean, that, that you are Ill, Ill, illegitimate. You're not a son. Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much more rather be in subjection unto the Father of spirits and live? For they verily for a few days chastened us after their own pleasure. After whose pleasure? When when our parents corrected us, it was it was so they can have some peace in the house. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> for the most part, they say it was for our benefit, but when it's all said and done, it was it was mainly for them to have to have some peace in the house. They chastened us. Furthermore, we have followed our friends who corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Yeah, we not much rather be in subjection to the Father's spirits and live. But they buried it for a few days, chasing us after their own pleasure, but he, for our profit, that word profit there is the same word for expedient. But he, for our profit, that we may be what? 
partakers of his holiness. So God chastens us so we can share in the same holiness that he has. So when oh. so when God corrects us, it's for our benefit. Right. The the benefit he gets from it is that we're now partakers. That, 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 I mean, we share the same holiness. And what the word expedient means, that means that we, we are bearing this together. He wants us to bear holiness together. And the only way we can bear holiness together is that we have to receive his correction. And and he uses people like myself, the fivefold ministry gift, a, a part of the fivefold ministry gift, to bring forth that correction. So despise not that correction that I'm putting putting forth today. <laughs> Please don't despise it. And and word despise literally means to reject. Right. Because if you reject what I say, you rejected what the Father says. Because I, I want to speak what he tells me to speak. And that's why I gave that, that prelude at the, at the beginning, what, what my commands or my call was. So since he's given me this to speak to our listeners today, it is my prayer that someone receives it and apply it starting today. Because no longer can we live with the because no longer can we live with the excuses that I'm a work in progress. When it's concerning concerning Christianity, no, the Bible says that Jesus saves to the utmost. He don't save you halfway. He doesn't rescue you halfway. He don't deliver you halfway. He doesn't heal you halfway. He doesn't prosper you halfway. No, you have to choose to lay aside the weight and the sin that so easily besets you and begin to run this race with patience. Why? Because that's what I need you to do as a part of the body. Because when you do that, guess what? I benefit. When you do that, Morella benefits. When you do that, every member of the body benefits from you being a partaker in God's holiness. Mm. So I it, it, and and I'm not gonna say it's a strong message because it's, it's not. It's because you know I'm coming straight out of the Bible. I'm not even just doing a lot of talking from Revelation. I'm coming straight out of the Word. Look at verse eleven. It said, "Now no chastening for the present seem to, to be joyous, but grievous." Of course, when, when you know when you're being corrected, it doesn't feel good. Just like when your parents were spanking you or correcting you with their words. You didn't feel good. They, they, they make you feel that big. But it says, <laughs> nevertheless, afterward it yielded the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which I exercised thereby. Wherefore, lift up the hands which hang down and the feeble knees and make straight paths for your feet. Let that which is lame be turned out of the way, but let it rather be healed. Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. And I'm going to start reading from right there. So all all the excuses that that that, that, that you come up with, and I, and I see them on Facebook. I, and I just and in the past two weeks, I haven't said anything on Facebook. He hadn't allowed me to say anything on Facebook in the past two weeks. So you know the work in progress, and nobody's perfect, and 
you can't judge me, and all of those are nothing but just out-and-out lies. Because Jesus said he wants us to be perfect, and the word perfect doesn't mean without flaw. The word perfect means to be complete and mature. And the more you say I'm not, I'm not perfect. That's the that's the more that you remain a child in the body of Christ. Uh. You're that bastard that the that the Bible just finished talking about. He said if if you don't endure his chastening, he said he deals with you as an illegitimate child, not a son. He deals Ooh. with somebody who, who who doesn't belong to him, who doesn't have a covenant with him. Uh huh. So. So it is expedient for me, it's expedient for the body of Christ that you be obedient. You get the benefit of it by walking in all the blessings, and we get the fringe benefit of it by being constantly edified and built up, not 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 being a reproach to sinners. And we see it. When, when one Christian falls, they call all of us hypocrites. Yes. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> so, but they so, don't do, so, they don't reference all of us when there's something no, great that happens. No, but no, so Exactly. And, and and that's what the word and you know something, and that is rightfully so. That's why I never come against them when they do that. I said, because wait, that's the way God designed it. That's where it should be. We should be ashamed. Mm-hmm. We should be making the excuse away. He he or she, he's just a man or she's just a woman. No, you can't you can't make those excuses when you're part of the body because you are not your own. You've been bought with the price. Therefore, I glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which belong to him. So I, yeah. just, I, just, I, I just want that to, to be our marching cry going forward is holiness, and holiness is not what we put on. Holiness is what emanates from us, and and prayerfully, what emanates from us would would give us some discretion in what we put on or what we wear. Mm-hmm. But holiness is, is not limited to what we do or what is not. And even he gave an exhortation. He said, "He said, I know it's grievous when you chasten." He said, "But lift up your hands, which hang down, and the feeble knees, you no know, strengthen those knees and make straight paths for your feet." Quit going the wide way to destruction. Make straight or narrow path or even path for your feet. It's unless that which is lame be turned out of the way. So, so in other words, they say, say you had a lame leg. You know, you don't want that leg to get worse. He says, but let it rather be what? Healed. Mm-hmm. And all that happens when we endure God's chastening or his correction. That's all chasing that is correction. So right, I it would is rather correction. So so I would rather that his word corrects me than he allow the the vicissitudes of life to correct me. Because mm. you, you don't have to learn things through experience. You can learn things strictly by being obedient. Even to his call. And I and I personally have set myself to never to be a reproach to the body of Christ, because I I know if I screw up, guess what? It's gonna make it's gonna make the whole body look bad. Because yeah, and we have to take on that responsibility too, and think like that because 
I mean, you tell them, well, my life is not my own. But, yeah, you're right. So when you mess up, it, it messes somebody else up. And that's why he said if you don't do something in front of a, a weaker or a, a not yet mature Christian, you know, even if you think you can handle it or you've been delivered from it, you don't, you're not supposed to do it in front of somebody who doesn't understand that word and hasn't fully grasped the whole meaning of that particular thing that we shouldn't do. Yeah. And 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 I have people say, well, you like that because you God has a you know a ministerial call in your life. No, your God is not, God is no respect of person. And as a matter of fact, those who desire to be teachers, we receive a greater condemnation or the greater judgment. Exactly. Mm-hmm. When we screw up. So so if and 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 all that is always in the back of my mind. I don't want to do this. And I was I had this mindset before. I was even calling into ministry in '95. I had this mindset even before he called me. That's why he, he prompted me when I first got saved to stop going to the liquor store to cash my check, to get a checking account. And there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with going to the liquor store to cash your check. But it it it, it was it wasn't about me. It was it was expedient for somebody else not to see me walking in that liquor store. Yep. And with that said I'm going to read First Corinthians 6. Paul is talking about that uh, things being lawful to him, but they are not expedient. And that is found in First Corinthians 6 and uh, I think it's 6 and, I think it's six and 2. Make sure I'm not right on. Check Second Corinthians. Yeah, while you find this receipt, I'm just writing down note. Paul is speaking about expediency. First Corinthians chapter six, and we're going to. Oh, here it is. No, it is. It should be twelve. I've got I had on here too. It should be twelve. I'm sorry. First Corinthians six and twelve. Okay. He says, all things are lawful unto me. That means that he said, all things are permissible unto me. And that word literally means that there are things that I can do in public and there's nothing really intrinsically wrong with them. That's what that word lawful means. He said, all things are permissible unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. So think about that. So you got to think Paul, <laughs> Paul, the, the one who wrote two-thirds, God allowed to leave us two-thirds of the New Testament. If he had that mindset, then what about us? With all this technology we got, all this help that we got, and, and to whom much is given, much is required. And then he goes on to repeat it in, in 1 Corinthians 10 and 23, 23 I'm sorry, all all things are lawful for me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but not all, but all things edify not. So, so, so in your behavior, you have to think about, okay, now can I exercise my right to do this? Yes, I'm doing this, but how is it going to affect somebody else who may be seeing me doing this? Right, like, and that's what you like, have like, to look at. Exactly, no, just, just like in business. Prime example, when my 
and then ninety five percent of my customer base is female. So if, if if I have a lunch appointment with a female, I typically I'm going to take somebody with me. Not not because my flesh is weak. I'm doing that so so we so nobody you know we won't our Michael Farmer won't end up you know in the doghouse. And I always call my wife and look me and so and so we're going out today. So if they're not calling until they just saw us at this particular restaurant at this time. <laughs> I know because you did that when we went. I think the first time we had lunch, you did that. I remember that. So, 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 so typically, a, another party is going to be the not. And and you know something, it's perfectly lawful for me to do that. Yeah. And I can say I don't care what folks think about me. They can no, it, it, it's not about me. I have to think about. The position that I'm in now. Yeah, and they'll clarify by saying, because, you know, I know I'm not doing anything, but you forgot that people are watching you and people are looking yeah. for a reason to, you know, to condemn you and, and the word of God and all that stuff. So just because, and, and I'm like this too, uh, and, I, and I admire guys that I'm having lunch with, and it's strictly business. They will call their wife, well, I'm still here with Loretta. You know, I'm like, wow, that is so awesome. That is so both. awesome. I love that kind of respect, and that's respect on both sides for her and for me. Mm-hmm. And it, it, and not just respect for my wife, not just respect for you, but it's respect for the body of Christ. I don't like exactly. it. I don't want to do anything that's going to cause a reproach on the body of my Christ. He's my Christ. He he wanted to sacrifice his life for me. So if so so if if it takes me to sacrifice a phone call to say I'm about to do this, I didn't shed a drop of blood doing that. Nope. Because an ounce of prevention, as they say, is worth a pound of cure. And and then we see now with with social media, all, all it takes is to get one one picture or one. I know, especially all these picture phones, one and out there. phones, yeah. Or one bad tweet, and like uh, our our representative here in Tennessee, you know, catches the uh, so-called tweet defenders out there. He he intentionally deleted a tweet concerning another woman to see what type of response he would get. He did that intentionally. Yeah. And it and it's pretty like wildfire. And it was so oh sad God, to see yeah. people and it's so sad to see people on Facebook out there propagating that same mess and have not one piece of fact to go with it. None so, at all. <laughs> yeah. So so I mean that's you why can't when it comes to like people this, from from telling lies and making assumptions, but you can no, make you sure can. that you're in the right, you know, so that your That's soul right. rests at night and that the people That's who right. know you know better. So it's, it's not that you're going to just stop all of that because people are going to, you know, people are just hurting and they're evil sometimes, evil spirits are in them. So they're going to say, so, well, Michael and Loretta were at lunch again today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, but people who know us are going to be like, and, you know, but people who don't are like, oh, okay, how many times is that? And that's how crap gets started, but because I, I know who I am, you know who you are. Priscilla knows me, and she knows her husband. But people, have, you do have to think like that. What will people say? Because they're going to say something. But as long as you it know in called, your heart of heart, it's called what, Michael? It is called wisdom, Loretta. It's called wisdom, it and wisdom, wisdom comes from God. Sure. You know, and like sure. I said, geez, you know, we have to just listen, though. Don't, and you hear some people, ain't, ain't nothing wrong with me. Doing this, you know, and ain't nothing wrong with me doing this, and I mean it just and 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 and, and it, it varies with people. You have to do things based on your own conviction, your own conviction. yeah, your own morals and values. But when it comes to sin, 
But if the Bible identifies you know it's sin, then you have to begin to back off of that and realize that it is not about you if you say that you are part of the body of Christ. Because what you just did affects everybody in the body. So once we begin to get that mindset, what? then, you know, that focus on self. That's what I was talking about last, you know, last week we were talking about, you know, the, you know, the self-esteem issues and all that. You know, don't, you know, you don't have to esteem self when you got a hundred other people esteeming you. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. if we, like we, we said last week, if we esteem each other like we're supposed to, yeah. there's never a need for us to esteem our own selves. And exactly. we can also use this same kind of analogy and principle, like we were talking about people letting dreams and dreams dying and being, you know, the graveyard being so valuable with treasures. Because if you're not doing you can rationalize why you're not going to, and I'm not, I never tell people, if you, you have a dream and you feel like you, you're called to do it, I never tell people to quit their job, even though I took their route, but it, it's a hard route. You better be sure that it is it's God telling you, because it's going to be, it, it will be very tough. But I do, um, I do get upset when people give me all these excuses, like you can't do uh, job you can't do your job and do your dream and your purpose in ministry on the side until you feel that God has truly called you off your job. That's the conversation between you and him. So, again, yeah. people are going to talk. They're going to talk if you do this because they don't understand because they were not a part of that threefold conversation with you, the Holy Spirit, and you know, and, and what God told the Holy Spirit to tell you. So exactly. that's why you have to know the promises of God. You have to know the word of God for yourself so that when the enemy in whatever form your thoughts are a person that comes to you or your situation appears opposite of what God told you, then you can go back to that word and say, you know what, but the Lord said in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, he wants to give me a hope in the future. His plans is not yeah. to hurt me or harm me. So you have to know those promises that are in the Bible because it's going to happen. Either your thoughts, a person, or your scenario is going to appear contradictory to what you know the Holy Spirit revealed to you. That is so true, man. This has been this has been one of those days where I I can I can sense people just really really wanting to change, and now they have that avenue. Because sometimes people feel like they're just really stuck; they're like they can't change. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, so so that so but that that's basically and you know an indictment on you know the power of the Holy Spirit when you say you can't change. The Holy Spirit can. That's the power right. to break any stronghold in your life. I don't care what it is. Yeah, and to me, that's, you know, that, that's equal to or, any other thing that you that you you know sin. It's still sin. You're not following. You're not being obedient. You know, you know whether it's substance abuse or substance addictions or intensity addictions or you know whether it's pornography or as they say in effects, so I mean I mean you could be practically addicted to anything. I mean you could be addicted yeah. to bowling. You could be addicted to anything. When you feel like that you're when you feel like you're out of control, then that's the time you have to you have to pull back because the only yeah. the only cure for an addiction is abstinence. Yeah. That's right. And I and 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 that has become such an ugly word. And that's total abstinence, not just for a day or a few weeks. You gotta just really get ahead of that thing. Abstinence. Abstain. Yep. Don't do it. Abstain. Don't do it <laughs> at all. Not 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 scale back. 
a thing. <laughs> yes, yeah, so when you have a problem and, and it is truly an addiction, then you know whether it's a, a, a like a relationship, it's over. But yeah, we you, we gonna still be friends. No, baby. No, <laughs> you no, have to get away from like it that. before it can be healthy for you exactly. to even maintain no, a limit. Don't even do yeah. yourself like that. Yeah, go cold turkey, cold turkey, until you yourself are better or stronger uh, you, in that area. And that is that is so good. Well, do you have any uh, thing else you want to talk about? No, we we're about to close out this full segment on obedience. And obedience is a choice. It's something that you must choose to do, and you know and realize all the effects of it. And we know that it pleases God. That's, I mean, if that's the only one, that's enough to live on. Yeah, it pleases him. And it's not like a one-time thing. It's like the forgiveness, you know, seven times a day you got to forgive this person. So if God is calling you to do something, and, and we do have to make these, these obedience decisions every day, all through the day. Am I going to be obedient? Okay, yesterday I did really good. I didn't I didn't do this and I didn't do that. We have these checkoff lists, and we try to make ourselves appear so righteous and so good. And then you say, but I did do this, and then I didn't do that, though, <laughs> but I did enough of this to make that right. So don't don't rationalize. Just, you know, <laughs> stay in constant communication. That's what helps me. I have to stay in constant communication with God so I can always, as much as, you know, my spirit and my body and mind and control allows me to. Because there's some people who say, well, I'll never do that, and I'm never going to do that. And okay, okay. <laughs> Just say you, 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 you've been delivered hey, from hey. that. Now that you, you be watchful unless you fall. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Hey, hey. But I did want to talk about um, – that ties into this, Mike, because we have about um, ten minutes left in this segment. And then, because next year, I'm sure we'll we'll be doing something totally different because we are trying to get uh, information out, not just so that we can entertain you or inspire you temporarily, mo- mo- momentarily, but so that this can be life changing for you, so that you can look back and say, you know what, I am different, I am better, I'm stronger than I was prior to listening to the shows with Michael and Loretta. Yeah. So a lot of times what I'm hearing a lot, especially in the body of Christ, is um, even people who go to church and who love God and who are prayer warriors, but then they'll say, but I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Wow. <laughs> and it goes back to that book you were talking about, Pursuit of Purpose is a great book, but you got to have those conversations and you got to just be honest and say, you know what, I know what I'm supposed to do, but I'm just afraid. No, you know, so I'm glad you said that. You know, from the title of the book, it's understanding your potential, and then the second one, the follow-up to that book was was releasing your potential. Yeah. By Dr. Dr. Miles Monroe. Yeah. Very good, very good book. Yeah, and we need to have those conversations with you know the the young people in our lives, our kids, our adult kids, and our neighbors and nieces and nephews. Because again, it all goes back to we are all a part of the body of Christ. So if somebody is not doing what they were called to do, or purpose to do, or gifted to do, then there's a gap, there's a hole, there's something that's unfulfilled. It could be the next person who has the cure for cancer or the next person who's going to invent something that makes life easier for everybody. But if we don't get in position and do what we are gifted and strengthened and talented enough to do, then, again, because we're so yoked and connected together just because we are part of the body of Christ, then then I can't do what I'm supposed to do because somebody else is left out of peace. 
I can't get any yeah. higher sometimes because somebody else that was supposed to be there for me when I got there is not yeah. there. Yeah, exactly. So that's how I just we, want to we emphasize how close we are. Yeah. We are all interconnected. We are connected to one another. No man is an island. Right. And no, and no part is greater than the other because you said, well, I'm really good at cleaning the house. I'm really good at, you know, at organizing, but I'm not really good at speaking in public. Well, honey, your gift is, as the Bible says, this is not Loretta and Michael telling you that you're, yeah. you're just as important. It's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. We can't call ourselves a body if our persons who are good at cleanliness and organization are not you know, living up to their part because we need all of that. Maybe you drive really well. Well, there's some buses and trains and airplanes that need to be driven and flown. Get in in position. That's how you attack the enemy when we're all in position. Yeah. So, uh, you know something, (laughs) I guess what we can deal with next is the segment in the discipleship study course called God's Gifts to Us. Yeah, we dealt. Oh, yes, that would be so perfect. And, so and we I, need so to do I, flyers I, for this one. And so I, uh, I, I think that'll be a, a answer a lot of those questions. Because sometimes to answer what your purpose is, you have to know what's on the inside of you. Yeah. And 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 it's hard to just say blanketly what you should be doing. You know, yeah. un, until you find out what you'd be doing, the least thing that you can do is live on it. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're so, doing so, that, then relax and quit stressing yourself. If you're living yeah. holy and you know you're righteous because God imparts righteousness to us because he's righteous, we're righteous because he's holy, we're holy, then that's a good place. So don't beat up yourself. Kind of relax because it's hard to hear a word from the Holy Spirit if you're so tight and tuning into things that are um, got your attention in other areas that you're already doing it. Because, like I said, these people are Christians who love God, who are, like I was like, sold out to him. But they feel like they're, they're not doing something. Well, maybe you're doing something. You're, 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 um, you're spreading the gospel. You're praying for those who need prayer. You're praying for yourself. You're living the holy. You're righteous. Then relax until you get your next assignment. <laughs> That's it. And sometimes your assignment could be as simple as just being faithful, on, being faithful on your natural job. Yeah. Showing up on time, being faithful to your uh, your supervisors and your superiors, and you know doing because your I work as doing your work as unto the Lord. Yeah, that's it. Oh, my goodness, Michael. That's that, You just said something, and, and it is so key. And I learned this after I came out of corporate America, um, was that we're, when a job is ministry, you are put there not just to gain a, a paycheck, but if you are a Christian, then there's somebody that you are put there for. It could be one person. It could be a department of people. It could be an event that you are positioned right there where you are so that you can make a difference at some point in time on that job. It may take you a year to do it. It may take three months. It may take five years. But at some point, the <laughs> the gift is going to meet the the person that is supposed to get it. But you got to be in place. That's why I keep telling us, we have to be in place. Have to be in place. Just, just, be in just place. play the part. Get in the game. Oh, my goodness, get in the game. (laughs) Quit being a spectator. 
But but many times if we do this God's gifting thing, because then we can talk about the gifts and and talents and help people realize that, you know what, and then I hope somebody will say, that's it, that's me, they're talking about me, now I know. That is my prayer for this next um, conversation that we start having, that somebody will get it and be, uh, it will be revealed to them. They'll be delivered to that next level, to that next assignment. Yeah, become a part of a team of something. That's uh, that's a good way to find out. Uh, there was an yeah. assessment uh, that I was a partaker in from this guy that was at the University of Memphis years ago, and it was called the Cure Assessment. And the word cure is, in the, is an acrostic for a creator, advancer, refiner, and executor. Well, there's a, an assessment you can do to see, you know, for you, for you fit in in a team, or are you a creator on a team? Are you an advancer? Can you advance what's been created? Are you a refiner? Can you take what's been created and advanced and make it better? Or are you an executor? Can you take this whole thing and just run with it? So, so everybody has everybody has a part to play in the process, and that's why people who usually involved in team sports can see these principles a whole lot better because they they understand. Of, of not being in a position when you should or they understand the fundamentals fundamentals exactly and with these oh my goodness we got to do the assessments and of course you're going to have some 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 of these things you're going to say that's me that's me but for most of us one is going to be more dominant. You'll have some of these oh, things yes. that sometimes you're oh, going to yes. be a creator, sometimes you're going to be an executor, of but course. there's going to be something that's dominant in your personality, in your spiritual yes. DNA that's going to say, that's who I am, and that's then you take that am. and you play your yes. position. Yeah. So, oh, so, I'm so, going to so love that. So, so that's what we're going to start on next week, and it's called God's Gifts to Us. God has placed, has given us gifts, and we have to learn the only way you can re- Benefit from a gift is that you have to receive that gift. You have to receive it. There is, and once you receive it, you got to use it. Somebody can call me all day long. Time, you never wear it. <laughs> so somebody can call me today and say, "Look, I need a thousand dollars, or you know, this is going to happen." And I'm, I get that thousand dollars, and I wrap it up, and I wrap it up in a box, and I set it on the shelf, and I tell that person, "Okay, go into this particular place." Look on the shelf, and there's a box wrapped in blue paper with a polka dot bow on it. Get that box, and it'll be a blessing to you. And don't you know some people would disobey those exact commands? Uh-huh. And then tell me, well, why can't you just, and, 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 and have all that to tell me, well, why can't you just bring it to me? And <laughs> and that's how we treat God. God God uses foolish things to confound your wisdom. So if God says that you need to stand on your head four times and spend and get on your knees and pray and then go stand in the middle of the street for five minutes and I'll be a blessing to you, then that's what you need to do exactly, exactly. the way you told you to do Exactly. Don't it. leave out any of it. Don't leave out <laughs> so, any You can't. Just like Joshua when they were walking, marching around the walls of Jericho, Six days they marched around once. Wow. And he said on the seventh day, on the seventh day, yeah, march seven times, seven and times. Shout. And then I need you to, yeah, when you hear the horn blowing, the priest blowing the horn, I need you to just shout loud as you can. Shout. 
Now, what if some people had did all of that, but they didn't shout? Then maybe the walls of Jericho, we wouldn't even have their story because it wouldn't have happened. you got to do every single step of what he tells you to do. Exactly. You cannot um, over, over-exemplify it. You cannot rationalize yourself out of it. You cannot say it doesn't make sense because when it doesn't make sense, it's the time you need to move the most in the family. Exactly. That's oh, when it's, wow. time for it, it's time for it to make faith when it doesn't make sense. So, yeah. so, so get ready. It's going to be a good series. I don't know how long it's going to take, but <laughs> I, but I, I can guarantee you, and I'll put my guarantee out there again, that it will be a blessing to you because it blessed me when I received it. Yeah, me too. So, I, so when when I know something blessed me, then I, I know God is in the blessing business. And yeah. if I was blessed by it, I know you'll be blessed by it. Why? Because you are a part of the body of Christ, and we all like the same things. That's right. Oh, my goodness. I'm I'm good. I, I know I can't say another word because then it will go into another five minutes of dialogue, and we want people to be able to enjoy this archive and to be excited about next yes. topic and, you know, do the whole series that we did the um, prior three, four weeks on obedience. And I promise you, you will feel so much better and it's like the sun will shine brighter in your life because now you have more knowledge. And it's all about learning and growing. You can never stop. You can, And we could do this show every day for the next hundred years and we will still not – get the totality of what God is about in his word because he, he no. is so amazing. <laughs> so amazing. He's completely, he's completely inexhaustible. So. Yes, he is. It he's is. So God, but so. you enjoy the ride, though, and you want more and more. You want more yeah. and more. All right, Michael, we're going to call this a day. We're going to let people go on and um, apply some of this knowledge and um, bless other people and to start studying on their own. Thanks, Michael, so much for um, agreeing to be a part of this wonderful, 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 amazing Second to None show. <laughs> and thank you all so much for listening week after week, day after day to Loretta McNary Live presents Tuesdays with Michael, as always. Think positive, dream big dreams, help someone along the way. And guess what? We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Be blessed.